What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Super Scope Podcast, your wrap-up in this week's biggest gaming stories, leaks, and rumors. We're back with episode 44, creeping up on 50. Um, I know. <laughs> on September 4th, uh, the 4th, I am your host, Retro Game Dude. Of course, joining me, as always, is my co-host, Daisuke Aurora of Phoenix Aurora Gaming. Um, how the hell are you doing this week? Oh, <laughs> uh, good. It's to me. It's to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, staying busy, just... Uh... Laughing at our buddy Dark, he just he landed today and he's like, "Why is there humidity?" And I was like, "Oh, oh buddy, yeah, they don't have humidity in Oregon." <laughs> Holy shit! Welcome to the Holy East Coast. Not ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel free to join us uh, in the discussion live on Twitch or Discord, or if you're watching this on YouTube, tap and like that subscribe button. Um, it helps us out a sh. Uh, can I say? Can I swear yet? Helps us out a lot. <laughs> and let us know uh, what we missed, or feel free to join in the discussion in the YouTube comments as well. And if you uh, want to find the audio version of this, you can see us on Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and Amazon, um, their podcast, whatever their platform is called. I think it's just Amazon Podcasts. Um, all, right, all right, so we're back for another, another week of gaming news and catching up. Um, a lot has happened this week. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about some of it, because... I mean, I mean, obviously we have a, a show written, but a lot of a lot of uh, shit with Bungie's gone down a lot, and um, I try to stay away from like talking about that stuff on the show. But if you want to dig into it, you are absolutely more than welcome to. Um, but let's talk about the state of the street first. So, yeah, um, so a little recap: uh, we had a good week, and we had actually I took the week off because I was kind of acclimating to um, my new work schedule, which. I'm glad I did because boy did that kick my ass. So, right. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we took Tuesday, Wednesday off, but we did have a Jackbox stream last night. Um, that was obviously a blast, um, and it's always great to see you know community members returning and um, new people playing as well. So, building the community—that's what we like. That's what we want to see. Uh, and of course, you can find us here every Sunday, nine o'clock ish, um, doing the Super Scope podcast, and then you can find it live later in the evening maybe early Monday morning um, on YouTube, and it goes live on Spotify around the same time, too. <clears throat> okay, what are you playing this week? Um, I've mostly just been playing Final Fantasy. Hmm. Um, although, I was going to mention to you, if you want to take a look at it real quick, mm-hmm. I grabbed a demo for a game on Steam. I haven't tried it myself yet, yes. but I thought you might think it was cool. Let me see. Where's my Steam wish list? Is that Chain oh, actually, of Echoes? Nope. No, no. Uh, we mentioned that one last week. Sure. No, this this week, um, you know, like I I'm I follow a lot of devs on Twitter, and um, sometimes like people talk about demos they have up or things that are that are that are coming soon, and I usually try to grab stuff that's either time demos or that just catch my eye. Mm-hmm. And let's see. I grabbed a game here. Let me see if I can find it. Because unfortunately, it's showing me things in alphabetical order, maybe. And the mobile version of this is really weird. It doesn't want to show me what I want to see. Yo, and what? it's not actually, I guess it's not alphabetical. I guess it's just whatever it wants to do, because now it's going into a bunch of other games. Downer has uh, seen my background. We're just hanging out at the bar tonight, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't get to see it. I don't have it up. Hang on. 
me see. What what are we doing? What is what have you done? Um oh, we're just chilling in the, the land of the lounge lizards right now. <laughs> oh man. Alright, well, what do we have here? I've been playing Final Fantasy 14, of course, this week. Um messed around with the Steam Deck more, trying to I don't want to say push it to its limits, but kind of do stuff to um I don't know, kind of toe the line with it. So trying to duplicate windows on it, which kind of is a pain in the ass because you can put windows on it full time. Um, mm -hmm. But then getting steam back on it by itself is kind of a trick. So I haven't done that yet because I really also don't want to go and dick around with like the Linux end of things. Cause um, typically when you, with that kind of stuff, you're getting into command line garbage and I just don't feel like dealing with it. So I'm right. trying to dual boot windows on it on a micro SD card. And I think the card that I have just wasn't fast enough trying to run or at least even install Final Fantasy 14 on Windows and it just was not happening. So um and then I bought right. it on Steam and it doesn't work. You can't combine accounts with the Steam version plus or the PC version. So it's it's just a hell of a mess. So I had to request a refund for that. Um so I'm just at this time, I'm going to try and get a faster SD card so we can actually see if I can actually run some games on it. I'm told, I mean, I've, I've seen people play Destiny off the SD cards and I've seen people actually play Final Fantasy 14 off, off of it too. So I just, I just want to mine in like downtime. Like if I can, I can just, you know, so I don't have to be at my desk at all times playing the game just to do like menial stuff. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um, we're, we're getting there one way or the other, but I, I'm, anticipating steam os 3.0 because you'll be able able to natively dual boot windows and steam and switch back and forth so i'm hoping that comes sooner than later um no but you know we'll see right um i found that game i was looking for if you want to look it up real quick it's called namori n-o-m-o-r-i and there's a demo on steam now i mean style oh it's got some like zelda elements to it it looks like mm -hmm. with like manipulating large objects and stuff I like the style of it. Yeah, it seems like a really cool... It's like a little indie game, so I'm not mm -hmm. expecting like anything crazy out of it. Sure. Um, but it was free demo right now for the... I think it's called like the Prologue on mm. Steam that you can grab. Um, and I think the full game was like under 20 bucks. Nice. I like it. It looks like something interesting to check out. But, you know, it's on my list of like, I will probably check this out. I just haven't yet. Right, right. Um... What else do we have up here? You didn't really play much other than Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, uh, it's been <laughs> one of those. I, I, I did sign into it Pokemon Unite things. and looked at... I, I looked at because Pokemon Unite cycled into their new... All their new things they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I looked to check all that stuff out, but I haven't actually done any of it yet. And that's mostly just because... Um, I usually play with Daimyo and I haven't been staying up late. Sure. So I haven't been crossing paths with them. But they added a new map to it with a new center legendary that's not Zapdos. So the entire dynamic of playing with that Zapdos is gone. And I'm not sure what the new... I think the new one we talked about, it's like a score shield and faster scoring. Mm -hmm. But it's not the broken nonsense that is like stun the whole team plus unlimited scoring for like 15... Whatever it is, like 20 seconds. Right. So it might feel a lot better to play on that map. I, I haven't gotten a chance to test it but yeah, though, so... But there's a Mew license now, apparently. The nice. the event they're doing now gives you Mew, so that That's might cool. be interesting. Yeah, definitely check that out if you're into that sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, and then you can find us uh, Game Dude Retro on Twitter. I actually top secret project, but I made a Twitter just for the Super Scope podcast. I haven't made it 
live or anything yet, but it's there. Uh, we'll talk. Oh, nice. We'll probably talk about it next week um, once I get everything set up with it. Um, <clears throat> and then you can find me on Twitch and TikTok, of course, at Retro Game Dude, um, all one word. So let's dig into our sponsor. We're gonna keep things moving because we got a big show. So um, check out handheldlegend.com/slash/retrogamedude or use retrogamedude at checkout for ten dollars off your first purchase. Uh, if you're into modding old portable consoles, like putting backlit screens and like a Neo Geo Pocket Color, Game Boy Color, or a Game Boy Advance, they've got your back there. If you want some displays, new shells. Um, amps for your speakers to make the systems louder all that kind of stuff it's all there uh so make sure you go check out uh handheldlegend.com slash retro game dude and save ten dollars off your first purchase i get a little taste of that and i of course can reinvest that into this show and all the other streams and stuff too so uh appreciate you if you do thanks all right so we've got uh some subscriber games for september uh we'll start with game pass um I couldn't find a graphic of the games coming to it, but I could find one for the, all the games leaving. Um, but we'll start with the games oh, that are course. coming first. That's what she said. And Grid Legends comes out September 1st, which is already out. Uh, famous mobile game coming to Game Pass. Great. Um, <clears throat> Disney Dreamlight Valley Early Access, uh, September 6th. So, Dice Game is already... Yeah, yeah. Fist pumping it. I love it. I am um, not. I don't have Game Pass, and I'm not getting it for that. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. Oh, boy. That comes to no. console. Uh, Train Sim World 3, another blockbuster title. September 6th, console, PC, and cloud. Uh, you suck at parking. Uh, September 14th on console. Outer Wilds comes back to Game Pass. Xbox Series X and S. Um, and that's uh, console version September 15th. Beacon Pines, September 22nd, console and PC. Uh, Slime Rancher 2 Early Access, which is probably the only thing I'd be interested in on this list. Um, September 22nd, console and PC. A Grounded 1.0 release, interesting. September 27th, console, PC, cloud. And Moon's Cars, or Moon's Scars, Moon's Cars or Moon Scars? Uh, September um, 27th, yeah. that's coming to console and PC. <laughs> Um, you might actually like Moonscars. It's a uh, Metroidvania, Castlevania ooh, looking thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Uh, quick look at the games leaving. Um, Craftopia, which I actually played a little bit of that with my daughter. That is a fantastic game. If you are into like survival, like Minecrafty kind of games, I would definitely check that out before it leaves. Um, mm -hmm. Breathe Edge is leaving. Signs of the Sojourner. Surgeon Simulator 2 is leaving. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 is leaving, but don't fret because I hear lightning returns. Uh, Crown Trick, <laughs> Nuclear Throne, and uh, boy, I wish I could read that one, but I can't. So it, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's all that important anyway. Oh, man. He's he's still over he, lightning returns joke, I, dude. I've been saving that one up all day. I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait to hit him with it. <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's talk about what's coming to PlayStation Plus. I think today is the last day to get last months and lock those down. So make sure you do that. I think I still need to do that too. Uh, but Need for Speed Heat is coming to um, all essentials and was extras and premium tome and Grand Blue. First, or I'm sorry, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. So that's all coming uh, this month. And then um, for PS Plus Extras, we've got Watch Dogs 2, Deathloop, Chicory, um, Monster Supercross 5, Dragon Ball 2 Xenoverse, Assassin's Creed Origins, or Assassin's Cred, uh, if you spell like I do. Um, and that is all coming to Premium and Extra Tier. So um, look forward that's to that cool. coming out. Yeah, that's a 
chuck full of that's a a lot of recognizable titles i could say um yeah a nice definitely. contrast to game pass at this point um ooh, boy. right so yeah look yeah, into that I find um, it, go ahead i find it difficult to give them credit for like outer wilds coming back like okay yeah it's a cool <laughs> well, game don't get me wrong but it's time. like yeah it's like but it was you're putting it back on a service you took it off of like, right okay <laughs> but Moonstar, I did look at Moonstars. Moonstars looks interesting, mm-hmm. but I'd probably just buy it outright if I was gonna like buy it. And Disney Dreamlight Valley, like obviously, I think it's gonna be cool because I have a seven year old and an eleven year old who will want to mess with it. Sure, but that's that's sort of like a an outlier more than anything. I don't know. Uh, Grounded, I mean, Grounded looked cool, but I wasn't ever sold on it all the way. That was like that game where it's like multiplayer survival game mm-hmm. where like you're shrunk down in the in the yard. Mm-hmm. It looks like a cool game and everything. It just doesn't. It's not something that's gonna make me move to. Like I, I need something to make me get Game Pass that sure. I don't already have access to, and that would require probably multiple months of them putting out title after title that I want to spend money on. That this feels like a better buy, right. and I don't see that. I mean, I'll revisit the idea of getting Game Pass again a year from now when they say they're going to have all these titles out, allegedly. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. That's for but then. Sure. Even then. Stacking that up against, if I was going to pay extra money for either service right now, the PlayStation service has Chicory, Deathloop, Dragon Ball 2 Xenoverse, right. all of which are games I'd want to play, and Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed, both of which I never played those games and would probably be worth running through them. That's a lot more heavy hitting than sure. an indie game that looks decent Grid and Legends, a, a Disney game. game or whatever. Right. I mean, I, to be fair, You Snack at Parking is a game that exists, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it's fun, but I've never heard of it. So. Sure. Yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not selling me. I think we saw that on a Nintendo Indie Direct, if I am not mistaken, but probably I am often mistaken, so <laughs> don't invest what I say so much. All right, let's get into some quick headlines. So we've got some rumors leaking out on um, Silent Hill 2 remake screenshots um, and some concept art all uh, leaked today actually so take a look here um now this was it was said that these screenshots are not anywhere close to the final product um but it does give a kind of an idea of you know the to get the game's tone and then we have some obviously some um concept art here of pyramid head so nice to see uh mm. pyramid head coming back and rearing its head pyramid head back to uh oh consoles. <laughs> I'm getting you back for all the cheese puns last night. So I was like, yeah, you can't let me be indignant over here when I put all those cheese jokes last night. Exactly. Oh, man. Good for it. Um, and then we have Success Corporation announcing their TGS lineup. Uh, let's take a look here. The... Who is Success Corporation? I don't know. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea to talk about it at the time. Um... Yeah, that's fair. Well, I just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, I try to keep tabs on which studios are putting what out and who I like and everything, but there's a lot of studios that I only put out one or two games or franchises that I've never heard of. Yeah, well, I'm and, definitely here for like Hamster yeah. Valley. <laughs> so, what is it? Hamster, Hamster Valley? Valley? Yeah, it's coming to oh iOS and God. Android, so you know it's going to be a heavy hitter. Um, Touch Detective, that's coming to the Switch, and then they also have two unannounced titles um and then another title that i probably going to be a japan only title because i can't pronounce it so <laughs> oh hakaniwa bokujo hitsuji mira ah can, can we talk about why one of the games is named touch detective rena and the fungi case files i'm sorry yeah dude we can talk about is it that, is that a, is that 
everything about that I have some kind of problem with. Dramatic pause. Yeah. I don't know why... Hamster Valley. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. I'm sure it's fine. It's just Hamster Valley really just feels like someone's like, I really like Stardew Valley, but what if it was hamsters? <laughs> I'll never know. Oh, uh, man. Let me switch some, fix some audio here quick. Okay. There we are. I think you're you're coming out of two channels <clears throat> because oh. every time I open this software, I've got to check my audio channels because God damn it, fucking Streamlabs. What's that? I'm being silenced. Yeah. I was no, too powerful, and now I'm being silenced. Yeah, yeah. Touch detective sounds lewd. It, dude, it probably is. Like, <laughs> like it's like, and it's like fungi case or whatever, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Two man. unannounced titles, too, though. Who knows what those could be? They could be anything. <laughs> Literally anything. All right. <laughs> 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 well, um, back on to studios that people actually have heard of. Um, and oh, that's not it. NIS, um, they're having they're announced their showcase. That's coming September 20th, or I'm sorry, September 7th, this week. Uh, that will start at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, and they will be showcasing seven new games, and uh, I'm kind of excited for this because they do make some games that I've actually heard of. So I'll be here for it. Uh, I believe they are the creators of the Disgaea series. So if uh, you're not familiar, okay. now you are. And I was like, the name, the name sounds familiar, but same problem. I, it's I, I unless I don't think I've played them directly. So that's fair. Um, and of course their trailer is 25 seconds and doesn't mention anything. Thanks, NIS America. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. Sure. All right. So next up, uh, we saw um, a tweet come out of Glenn Schofield of uh, yeah, out of his tweet hole. director of Cal the Callisto Protocol. So um, here. I, I believe he was also Dead Space, wasn't he? Before that, was he? Didn't they break away to? I think I think he was the creator behind Dead Space. And sense. they went on to make their own studio. What's his name? Glenn Schofield. Schofield. I think he's responsible for. I, I may be attributing the wrong credit, but it I'm is. pretty sure he's he's attributed to absolute Space. absolute gem of a man here. Oh boy! Don't get me started. Look at that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, let me just scan the wiki real quick. Uh, it looks like. <clears throat> Professional influences, I don't care. Uh, head of develop as vice president of Crystal Dynamics, Showfield headed development on two franchises, Gex and Legacy of Kane. So he was the head of development for those two, which we know those two. Mm -hmm. um, Lord of the Rings video game series, Russia with Love. Uh, his reputation grew with the title Dead Space in 2008. Um, Created Sledgehammer Games, which they went on to do Call of Duty stuff, if I'm not mistaken. They're one of the three rotating Call of Duty studios now. Hmm. And Lovely. joined Crafton and started Striking Distance Studios. Uh, Close to Protocol, yeah. So a bunch of random things here and there. A little bit of Call of Duties in the 2010 era, 2014-ish. Dead Space. Um, Gex way back. Legacy of Kane way back. Mm-hmm. And now, more recently, obviously, Chris, uh, Close to Protocol as his first exclusively director title. He's always either been game director or co-director or general manager. This is his first solo directing. So, yeah, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. 
it down or mentioned that I was playing Dead Space. So the day Dead Space came out, I got it. And I was playing it like stupid late at night. And we had an earthquake while I was playing the game. And absolutely lost my shit. Oh my god. So yeah, that was that was fucking wild. Because that's a game that was like designed to be like immersively scary. And yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, they went all out. <laughs> yeah, they really went all out. It was like, damn, I don't even have like a base system. But it's only really, like shaking my apartment. That's cool. Oh my god. So anyway, let's get back on track. Um, Jason Schreier, um, famed internet uh game journalist he posted this tweet uh of glenn uh saying i only talk about the game during uh an event we're working six to seven days a week nobody's forcing us exhaustion tired covid but we're still working bugs glitches perf fixes one last pass through audio 12 to 15 hour work days this is gaming hard work lunch dinner working you do it because you love it um, Glenn, I've got news for you. No one's, of course, no one's making you do anything. Um, but no, people don't do this because they love it. Um, work 12, 15 hours a week and then eat dinners and lunches and breakfasts at work. Um, yeah, with their families or whatever. Right. And then like, uh, Jason Schreier clapped back. It's like this from a head of a studio is crunch culture defined. Of course, nobody is forced to work insane hours, but imagine you reduced, uh, imagine the reduced bonuses. Oops. <clears throat> imagine the reduced bonuses and lack of promotion opportunities if you don't you do it because you love it weaponized passion this is why people yep. burn out of gaming um, absolutely and then you followed up with such a weird coincidence how the guy bragging about how his team works six to seven days a week for 12 15 hours a day uh because they love it also happens to be the guy in control of their salaries titles and current employment status yep. so yeah and that's really shitty that, and honestly, this trans this crunch kind of shit transcends gaming. I mean, this is everywhere in America. Um, oh, I, yeah. I lived through it with a job, and I will never go back to that lifestyle ever again. I just absolutely will not. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's garbage. And we see, like, uh, and, you know, it's funny because I, I, I dug through those threads, and I like to see what people react and what people say about it. And you had some really weird people defending them by saying... One guy we like, talked about. Please, please, let's talk about this. Oh, yeah. Well... One guy, there was another guy that I, it was funny because the way he phrased it, he was like, Oh, clearly, like, Glenn was only talking about the higher ups, he wasn't talking about regular people working, he was talking about him and the executives and the and the higher ups. And it was like, You think the higher ups are doing bug fixes, glitches, passing through audios, doing performance checks, staying 16 hours in the office on no. the management side? No. No, 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 no. This is the programmers. This is the sound team, the audio team. This is the graphics team. The the, the management is not spending sixteen hours in the office. No, they are out shit. of they are out of there by Friday by three thirty if they even come in on a Friday. I've right. seen it in every job I've ever worked at, man. That's just the culture. Yeah. It's like don't blow smoke up our ass and pretend like this is not the way this is. And that's what kills me the most is this guy's like, yeah, you know, we're doing twelve to fourteen hours, and it's like I guarantee you are not doing twelve to fourteen hours specifically. You are doing trade shows, you're doing meet and greets, you're doing lunches and dinners with people that matter, finances, stockholders, stakeholders, like shares people, we get it. But you are not spending 15, 16 hours at a desk crunching. You nope. don't do that in your position. Facts. You make everyone else on the team below you do it. So to see people defend him by saying he was only talking about himself and maybe like the upper management, it was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Right. You are like 17 and you haven't gotten have out of high school yet. Have you ever had a yet. job? Like, at, right. to, you like, have <laughs> not worked anywhere if you think that's how that works. 
Yeah. You know, the reason why they say what they say about capitalist labor is that it comes from the bottom. The people at the bottom work the most hours. They work the hardest. We see Amazon people. We see manufacturing people. We see programmers. We see artists. We see almost anything that generates income with the exception of, like, weird, uh, weird, like, investment speculative market bullshit where you just get lucky and then get out at the right time or like stuff like that or like or like you know like slum loading as a landlord just owning a bunch of property or being given a company from your dad or some shit right like short of that any person who works pretty much any job at the bottom of the totem pole probably works the hardest they may not have the most complicated job because they may not have to know like how to run business on ordering products or how to do inventory or how to do trucks or how to do any of that shit and you know what at the end of the day in the that's more and more like, becoming expected of them too but, well, yeah, unless, oh, dude, and that's a whole, that goes back to the whole thing with Elizabeth we can talk about, too, which is a whole other thing, mm -hmm. but, because that was literally what happened to her, was she was literally doing stuff above her pay grade, and then said, this is what I do, and it's above my pay grade, and then got in trouble for it. Right. It's stupid. But, but I digress. Um, so he see, walked this back, didn't he? He deleted the tweet, which is why Shire has a screenshot of the tweet, not the quote tweet. I mean, sure. I guess... He may not have wanted the quote to quote you anyway to not give it like the attention, but I don't think he really cares because he was like shitting on it. So like giving it the attention to his audience while being mean to it or saying it's bad would just lead people to go comment on it being bad. So it's not like it would have mattered. But no, he screenshotted it um, and it was deleted. Sure. And um, Glenn did tweet later in the day, not even like a full retraction or walk back. He just was like, just maybe some people took it, it the wrong way. Right. But I was just saying that. I love working these hours and working hard like this. And it was like, you're basically saying, I'm sorry you were offended, which isn't an apology. Right. It's, exactly. It's not. Exactly. It's, the, it's like the, I'm sorry you didn't like what I said. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, there was some, some wild ass people in the comments trying to defend him by being like, oh, this is what it is. You want to work hard? You got to work hard. One dude, crazy Xbox fan was like, Oh, well, you know, people say Xbox doesn't have games. This is the price we have to pay if we want games. We nope. have to burn people out. And it was like, nope. no, we do not have to toss people into the metaphorical volcano so that we can get Halo Infinite a year early or fucking whatever. Right. Because that worked out so well. It sure did. Like, and we're going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> or like Cyberpunk. It's... We saw... And, and and he says, like, oh, no one was forcing these people to do anything. And it's like, bro, that's what people say. But then, you know, we find out even people like Cyberpunk or uh, Project CD, Project Red, where they're like, no one was forced to work overtime or, or come be social with us or do any of this extra shit. However, we did have bonus tokens that we gave to people based on the manager's approval and who and they wanted to give them to. to be at these functions so what do you to think get happens? them. Right. What do you, how do you think you get those from your manager? You think that, like, coming in at 9 o'clock and working 9 to 5 and then being like, it's 5 o'clock, boss, I'm going home, I'll see you tomorrow, and not going to the bar to hang out with them, not staying late to hang out with them, not socializing, not doing extra work and trying to suck up a little bit, you know that people are going to be doing that. And it's the only reason that you're going to compete for those tokens from that manager. It, it's all bullshit. It's the same shit we see at every job where, like, manager has the power to play favorites, and they will. And the only options you have are to overthrow that whole system, which you can't really do from the bottom. Or some people are going to play along with that system, and, and that's what it is. Sure. And, and I guarantee this is one more studio where we'll have a Shryer actual write-up in two years after this game launches about the crunch of the studio and how bad it was and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm sick of these studios. They, they pop up overnight and it's, it's 10 white dudes and a dog and they'll joke and be like, the dog's a girl. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Right. Diversity. And you're like, oh, fuck you guys. And then they'll make like a game they've already made before, like this game. No offense. Looks cool, but not for me. But like, you know, they're playing it safe. As far as I can tell, this dude's doing a thing that he's done a bunch of times already. 
which you know whatever more power to him but like mm. and, and then and then yeah the game will come out and and we'll be like why did you guys crunch the hell out of this game and they're like well because the dead space remake was a month later and we didn't want to come out after it because then we lose that race so right. we crunched everyone and then yeah we'll find out you know three devs you know in the next six months will quit that studio or get laid off from that studio and they'll all talk about how they burned out one of them will go to software dev one of them will go to art instead. One of them will just become like a fucking construction worker and be like, I used to do game dev. You know how many times I see on these kinds of replies like to this guy? People who say, I used to do game dev and I burned out of it. I was I spent 10 years in the 90s or 10 years in the 2000s game dev and it ruined my fucking life because I, I was stressed and like I got sick. I went to hospitals. I was dehydrated. I wasn't eating right. Like, I never saw my family, my wife left me, or my kids got, like, disconnected from me, and I barely even know my kids now, and now they're out of the house, and I'm home, burned out from game dev. It's so shitty, dude. You see this stuff all the time, and it's these studios that do it, you know? Sure, absolutely. These, these people like this guy, you know? It's oh, it's frustrating. And I'm glad to see, um, was it Matt Piscatella? He clapped back, too, and he's um, an executive director um, with NPD, yeah. and formerly with <laughs> Warner Brothers. Um Oh, he he's had to say, um, crunch isn't something to be proud of. If not planned, it represents a failure somewhere in the pipeline. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If planned, it represents cruelty. Um, in any case, it ain't good. Um, right, so yeah, absolutely. good on you, Matt, with one T. Appreciate that comment. Yeah, so. I saw. I I made a few new followers this week watching the discourse because I sure. was basically looking to see who had a good opinion about it. And right. I found people. I found people in leadership positions with good takes on it, and I was like, okay, it's you know, good I to see it, those it's those people. Very rare, especially the way the state of this country at this time. But yeah, yeah let's uh, move on. <laughs> we gotta keep keep rolling here. Yeah. Um, so we got <laughs> an announcement that Konami um, is going to announce a new game from a series loved around the world. Uh, I don't know what it is of course um obviously everyone's talking about it probably being like a metal gear solid game um but again we don't know uh and then the state that konami's in where they can only do um you know compilations of old games i, I it's uh, you know it's it's worrisome but we'll see um a couple was it last year we saw them hire a bunch of um indie studios to basically do a lot of their game ports of like older games and stuff and we're obviously seeing those come out but it's uh, are right. they capable of doing a new game of an old ip i don't know it's gonna be a pachinko machine oh god yes it's Cast gonna be like castlevania like, pachinko coming coming 2023 it's it's gonna be like it's gonna be like early nine like mid 90s early 2000s like windows pinball like oh man but brought brought for the future generation or something D down in the chat oh, or a pachinko game for them to switch of course it's yeah you have, you have to get a special controller so you can hold it sideways so you get like a vertical shot of, of the game ding, 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 <sighs> ding, 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 ding. yeah <laughs> jesus um yeah so i don't know we'll see a tgs um so uh I, you know you know how i feel about it but friday right this friday uh is tgs this friday this weekend i i think Disney's Disney's is. Disney's, Disney's the event is this Friday. Yeah. Okay. And um, I assume it, it does one of those, like, just one of those weird events where, like, the event is technically in, like, the early middle week for us? Or am I thinking of something else? Disney is on the 9th, which is, I think is a... That's Friday, I believe. Yes. Like, somewhere in the middle of it or something? Okay. I know that there's there's one thing every year, and I can't remember what showcase it is, but there's a showcase for, like, games where, like, it starts on, like, a Monday hmm. for some reason, and it runs, like, Monday through Wednesday. And... A lot of the bigger companies get ahead of it by doing like Sunday shows, uh -huh. but like 
it's it's weird because yeah, it's like it's like the TJS remember, starts Thursday the fifteenth, and then it goes until Sunday the eighteenth. Thursday um, the fifteenth. What the hell is Disney doing then? Just jumping the gun? Uh, you know, they have their own thing, so oh, it's their own thing. Okay, yeah. I just assumed they, I assumed they were TGS. Oh. No, no, they're doing. They have their own thing. We did a podcast on this. <laughs> gonna, Why don't you know this? this? <laughs> I just assumed it was TGS. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for them. To, they're gonna like. They're gonna like roll out like it's gonna be like welcome to the Disney Showcase, and they're gonna have like two dudes in suits, and it's gonna do like the like blue and silver instead of red and silver, and the guy's gonna be like, come check out like our new Disney games on this trailer. <laughs> oh man uh, I, I'm expecting uh, out of all these conferences and, and game showcases that I think the Disney one's probably going to be a, one of the bigger ones so um, well they have because they technically have some wild things under their brand right because they've got EA and Respawn doing Star Wars games like a Star Wars first they have like 7 or <laughs> so game Star Wars games alone in development um, yep. Zynga's um, doing one that will probably be dog shit but Probably, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, on top of that, they have the Marvel Studios, or they could show X-Men's Wolverine move, uh, game, mm -hmm. or they could show Midnight Suns more gameplay. They said they were. both Marvel. We did a podcast um, on this. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, I'm just wondering now, like, what... I don't know. I guess it just... It, 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 every time we talk about Disney in gaming, I always think, like, shitty mobile games, or, like, the, like this, like, What's that game? Disney, Disney, Infinity uh, Verse, or whatever the hell Dream, it's called. The Dreamlight Valley. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like I always think of that stuff, but then I'm like, oh, that's right. They have Kingdom Hearts and like basically all of Star Wars and all of Marvel. So they actually have a decent catalog of games now. Right. That's so weird. Yeah, they have a massive catalog. So, um, just Marvel alone, and they were speculating that. Um... It could be like Midnight Sun. Well, they said there was going to be some Midnight Sun stuff there because mm -hmm. uh, we talked about it last week saying, oh, good, it's not in development hell. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it could be any, it could be a myriad of games. They said they're going to do a new Marvel ensemble game, and we don't know what it's going to be. It could be Fantastic Four. It could be that um, all-woman superhero team that we were talking about last week or the week before. Oh, like, is it A-Force? A-Force, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, there's there's up. a lot that they could potentially talk about. But well, to mention, we haven't seen the Wolverine game since since announced, right? Wolverine got announced, and then mm -hmm. we didn't see anything. Black yet. Panther's heavily rumored. Um, so, Pretty yeah, cool. that, like I said, I mean that that, that show alone could be um, could pr probably make up for like the lack of what E three was, um, right? Or at least in its absence, and we had the Summer Games Fest, which you know, again, yeah. <laughs> so, um. What else do we have here? NetEase has acquired Detroit Become Human maker Quantic Dream. So starting to see the creep of Chinese companies buy up gaming companies now um, and entirely. Yeah. So be interested to see what happens there. You know, I'm always anxious to see these companies scoop stuff up. Um, and like Tencent, we we'll even talk about that because Tencent and Sony, um, they are collectively acquiring... 30 some odd percent of from software. So you see Tencent, you said see NetEase. Um, I think NetEase or Tencent also has some skin in investing in Destiny. I don't know if they still do because Tencent does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when they left Microsoft, or, I'm sorry, Activision. Yep. Um, Tencent helped them. Tencent yeah. helped them, right. Yeah. So yeah. And I think it's... one of those no, maybe not. I was like, who's who's Genshin Impact? Isn't Genshin Impact backed by one of these? Or is it not one of these and it's something else? Um, I don't think they are involved 
with it. That's me. Yeah, I, me. Me. I can't pronounce it. Me. Yeah, that's right. OK, yes, yes. no, that's right. It is their own thing. Yeah, but they're one of the only ones that kept themselves like pretty independent about that. Sure. But yeah, so I mean, it's kind of time will tell with this. We'll see what they're interested in doing with this. I'm really not sure. Obviously, Quantum yeah. Dream, known for their heavy um, narrative driven games. Um, right. And, you know, China, China wants in. China wants in on, on the video game market. Um, so much so that the government had to regulate how much people can actually play. So. Yeah, um, and we could. It, it'd be a, it would be separate from this podcast. We can have a discussion later, maybe. There's. I don't know if you saw something like. China announced some of their economic policies going forward, and they're planning to try and become like the center of the economic world in the next ten years. Oh, sure. Like they put, they have like a they have a new Belt and Road Initiative and everything to try and drive trade through mm-hmm. China. Well, yeah, um, they're leading like, into this, this new new uh, cap, cap. What is it? Government ca- sponsored capitalism, as I call it. So the, yeah, yeah. they're leaning real hard into it. So um, yeah, they definitely want to be part of this. Um, Capitalist market, yay! So, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, let's keep moving on. Um, Mafia Four was announced by Hangar Thirteen, um, and I guess to celebrate that, if you go on Steam right now, the first Mafia is free. I would definitely recommend playing it. I didn't play the first one, um, but I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. I played the shit out of the second one. It's very good if you're into uh, maybe like a Grand Theft Auto style game, but um, more of like a maybe like a Goodfellas kind of theme. I would definitely check it yeah. out. I'd say it's more serious tone than, than what a Grand Theft Auto is, but highly recommend them. Right. Um, they're definitely really really good, uh, and they do have the uh, trilogy on sale on Steam as well to uh, kind of celebrate the announcement of the fourth one. So I'm excited for that, and I'll definitely be picking that up too. And we have some cyberpunk news. Um, CDPR is announcing uh, a Night City Wire broadcast, so basically um, <clears throat> expect to see some DLC announcements for cyberpunk, obviously. I don't no, every time I see something on Twitter about it, they're just like people just clap back at them too hard. But um, September sixth, which is two days from now, five p.m. Um, Eastern time. C. What the hell is CEST? I think that's not not us and not California. It's one of the two in the middle, not Mountain Time, but the other one's not, Central. Is that Central? I thought that would be CEST. I think it's maybe not. Oh, is it? So it's a weird. Know. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, oh God, maybe it's maybe it's some maybe it's like IKEA time. Right. Um, There's something new on the horizon, a special episode of Night City Wire. We'll be talking about upcoming anime cyberpunk edge runners uh, and what's next for cyberpunk 2077. So I guess they'll kind of lean into more of the show that they're talking about, which looks good. Mm -hmm. Don't get me fucking wrong. The show looks cool. Real cool. And the studio is a good studio, right? Isn't it? It's like, is it Studio Trigger, maybe? It's a a a good studio. The same people that did the Castlevania? Um, I think so. They were the same people who did... They're the same people who did that movie. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Trigger. They were the ones who did. Um, they did a couple of Star. They did a Star Wars episode or two in that Star Wars like, anim- uh, animatrix style thing, where it's a bunch of different episodes all mm-hmm. loosely related. And then they did Promare, the movie, which is a good one. And I think Trigger was also the guys. They've done other anime before. I want to say Trigun, but I don't think so. They've done other stuff, though. They're good. They're a solid team. So if sure. they're making it, it'll be good. Well, that's cool. Uh, let me see here. Whoops. Did we get... We didn't get any direct or anything yet, but we do have some Nintendo stuff to talk about, that's for sure. Um, 
lots of rumors because we are approaching um, what is probably a new direct season coming up. Uh, so there's a lot of rumors. Obviously, um, we have they're talking about multiple GameCube remasters coming out on the Switch. Um, oh, wow. With Zelda's anniversary just being last week, um, I think we're going to see a, a direct sooner than later. Um, but of course, they will announce this thing like 48 hours. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it sometime this week or next week. Um, but they're allegedly uh, heavily rumored, if not almost confirmed, that we're going to get a um, dual pack of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess for the Switch. So I'll be interested to see, obviously, if that comes out. They're talking about other GameCube remasters, though. So I'm like thinking about like what else there could be. Because there's, like as far as like GameCube stuff that's not already, it's already been remastered, there's not much left. Um, I, I don't see them remastering like a Kirby game because we just got a couple Kirby games. We just got a couple another Kirby game announced. Um, more of like not a main series title. So what's left? Metroid Prime you know, and like F Zero. I have a, I have a conspiracy. Oh, I like conspiracies. Okay, hear me out. Um, Sora Limited finished Smash. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sakurai went over to like work on I think uh, that Kirby game that came out after what was that new Kirby game on the Switch? It's like thirty bucks. Mm -hmm. um, I know what you're talking about. Like and now he's doing play. the YouTube channel, which, by the way, very cool. If you haven't checked it out, he has a YouTube channel now. Uh, I did subscribe to it, but uh, I have not watched anything yet. But I hear it's really good. Oh, uh, I haven't. I haven't gotten a chance to watch any of it yet. But it's all game dev stuff. He's gonna talk about game stuff. So it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, what if? So. What if they remaster Melee? You don't need Sakurai for that. Mm -hmm. You can do it without him. And it lets them still generate money on the Smash Brothers franchise without having to like develop more Smash Brothers, which obviously they're not going to at this point in time. Mm -hmm. But a Melee remake still sells for 50 bucks easy, and people still buy it. Especially with a little bit of quality right. life tweak to it. And switch support online, which means you know no more like dragging GameCubes around unless you really want to play that version. Like, it feels like it would be like a win-win for everybody if they put it on the Switch and remastered it or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine it would be that difficult given that the game handles pretty well and and it holds up pretty well in modern day too. I don't think there's a lot you need to do to it. Sure. That code and stuff, I guess. But I just wonder, like, they could pull that off even with Sakurai off on his own thing now, sure. right? They wouldn't even need him for it. I can see that. And that's an easy, it's an easy holiday cash-in, right? Right. Hmm. I'm thinking F-Zero is going to be on the table. Uh, we did see, it was that, no, that last, last investors meeting. Um, mm -hmm. One guy bought like $40,000 worth of stock so that he could ask the question <laughs> at the investors uh, meeting about, you know, when, when are we going to see another F-Zero? And they were kind of coy to answer it. And it wasn't exactly a direct answer. And like the kind of it was like, oh, you'd be surprised what we have in the works kind of situation. So I think, and here's oh, why, man. I think we're going to get an F-Zero. Um, F-Zero on the GameCube was the only Nintendo published. It might be the only game published on the GameCube that was 1080p capable out of the box and oh, 60 yeah. frames per second. So right. they don't have much to do to remaster this. Um, maybe clean up some sh some shaders, maybe clean up some uh, textures. Um, but if it was capable of doing 1080p, 60 frames per second out of the box on the GameCube, performance, it's probably not going to have much as far as performance. You know, see, the cleric said Mario Kart Double Dash. I don't think we're going to see that um, just because they're dumping so much resources into Mario Kart 8 Deluxe still or... Um, 
and they might. I think they're developing a, a nine, which has been semi. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. The way that she said "finally Mario Kart Double Dash" made me think of like. Oh, she said "finally" earlier. The lab else. meme, you know, where he's got like <laughs> yeah. the thing, and he's like, "finally," he's like Mario Kart Triple Dash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't know, um, but I, I would really be hopeful for that Zelda double pack because um, we got yeah, the Wind Waker on the Wii cool. U, but no one bought it because no one bought the fucking Wii U. So um, they, they put yeah. an awful lot of work into that. And honestly, at the end of the day, how much, how many other games have they ported from the Wii U over to the Switch just because they wanted to recoup some of the money back that they never made in the first yeah. place? So that's a no-brainer, yeah, I a think. Million. Um, and not I, to mention... Like, Wind Waker is considered one of the better games over time. Like, a lot of people at first were like, oh, graphics. But then a lot of people like the Wind Waker game after the fact. Right. Claire so, said, I, bought, move. I bought Zelda on the Wii U. I did, too. <laughs> so, Dude, I, we, had, we are... I had the console. I was working at GameStop at the time, so mm-hmm. it was easy for me to snag that black 32-gig Wii U that had it. And uh, I am sad to say I didn't play the game, even though I owned it. <laughs> oh, my God. I just never played it. I don't know why. I'm angry. So, yeah. <laughs> I will. I will have to buy it again and yeah. play it again. So i I think I think we'll see F Zero. I think we'll see um, the Zeldas. I'm not really sure because we already got Mario Sunshine on the on the three All Stars. So I'm just I'm trying to think of like what core games are left. There wasn't a Star Fox game on the GameCube that I can think of that or, or not Star Fox. Um, Kid Icarus. So that's off the table. Yeah. Um, we could get a Star Fox. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, there was like that. There was that Star Fox Adventure game, right? Mm-hmm. You played on. You ran around on the ground. Right. It was like Star Fox Zelda. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but and then we also have, I would say, claims. But uh, this is coming from Jeff Grubb, so um, they are. He's saying that we are going to get an official name for the Breath of the Wild sequel during this direct too. So. Um, okay. I'd say you know, Jeff Grubb is he's been around for a hot ass minute and I, I would say that he is um I would say a reliable source. Louise's Mansion, Pikmin. See, I thought about Pikmin too, but I don't know if they would remaster. Maybe they would do like a like a pack. Luigi's Mansion stuck on the DS. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't think Pikmin needs another Pikmin still currently has Pikmin uh Pikmin, whatever the phone game's called, Pikmin, Pokemon right. Go, Pikmin. I'd like to see like maybe and like a brand new Pikmin. That would be who gets nice. any better than what do you need? What do you need more than a Pikmin Pokemon game on your phone? Right. <laughs> Pikmin Bloom is the name. Yes. Uh, killing it right now. I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> All right. Expansion. Yeah. What else is different? Cute titles, right? Like. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like Nintendo oh, weird, published. Like, I love the GameCube, but there definitely was only so much there. Was there even a Donkey Kong in GameCube? Maybe, maybe Chibi Robo. Maybe we're gonna get a Chibi Robo port. Maybe. Um, he did get like that 3DS game. Yeah, and then they, didn't they, they were some love with, dog on shit the dude. or something. What's up? No, I thought didn't they do your audio shout out? Um, let's talk about. Sony sending out damaged copies of a collector's edition of Lost, uh, the Last of Us collector's edition here. Um, let me see here. Got our graphic here. So we have, uh, it says, let's try this again. This is how my $100 collector's edition was delivered from PlayStation. Um, doesn't look great. So they stuffed it in an envelope here. Um, 
it didn't fit in the envelope, and that's just how they, it was just a, like a dollar envelope. They just stuffed it in. Um, we saw here another person here that had the same problem. What did I miss? Um, we're talking about uh, Sony sending out bitched up boxes of the collector's edition. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Let's see if we can get you back like, in. And it and it wasn't like one person, right? It was like multiple threads of people being like, all of them arrived like this. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Take a look here. Also, this as well. They stuffed it in a box, crushed it to get it into the box. And he's, I'm so upset right now. I paid $107.99 for Last of Us Part 1. Firefly Edition, and it came damaged. I can't even get a replacement. I can only get a refund, though I really wanted it. So this is not the first time I've seen this um, where they tried to refund. So this has happened multiple times where they tried to get a refund for this damaged box. Um, and so PlayStation is like, no, you, you can turn it in for like a refund, but that's all we can do for you. Uh, so that's really shitty. Mega you know what that makes it sound like to me? It makes it sound like they made them to like to order, and they don't want to have to make more or order more. Exactly, that's hundred percent. Which what is, it is their pro- it's their fault, not anyone else's. Fault. Right. You should keep ten percent stock back for replacements. Like that's a rule. That's like, that's like a standard rule. I mean, isn't it? Like you keep ten percent of your stock for replacements, like right. minimum, depending on failure rates and shit. I don't know. It doesn't seem that hard to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's like they can't go back to the manufacturer now because, like, the assembly line for this is gone. And obviously, right, like, yeah. the logistics of it, they were just taking brown envelopes and chucking them in the fucking mail. Ones that didn't yeah, fit. Like, they gone. didn't even fit in the envelopes. They had the adhesive and stuff torn and on the goddamn boxes themselves. The boxes are bent and crushed. It's like, come on. These are collector's editions. So it's like, mm-hmm. you can't just be like, oh, tough shit, it's just a box. It's like, they bought it for the box. And I don't necessarily always ascribe to this but this is why they bought it so right exactly they're shit out of luck they're just like, and you like know, well you can refund you can get a refund that's it yeah and the, the killer with this for me too is like i bet a lot of people thought they weren't getting like a lot of people who've gotten the last of us after this thing on the first place mm-hmm. were excited to go back and get like this thing from last of us and then, so for a lot of people a second chance to get something they missed right and now it's ruined again or they had their hopes dashed a second time, and now they're being told, well, it sucks for you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Eh, shitty. Yeah, it's terrible. So, um, hopefully, I, I mean, I haven't seen any recourse from Sony at all, changing, like, so saying, hey, we're sorry, we're going to make this right. Um, I think, unfortunately, these people are just kind of shit out of luck. I have not seen a an official response out of Sony whatsoever on this, so. Uh, kind of a shame. <laughs> it's kind of a fucking shame. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the big story uh, of the week. Um, boy, so Halo Infinite is going through one right now, uh, and they have been for a hot minute. So let's check in on the development, because surely everything's going great. <laughs> so let's take a look here. We just got an announcement uh, this week. Split screen co-op is canceled on the couch. Couch couch co-op. Gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. Um, online co-op will be delayed until November. Forge is delayed again until November. And the current season, um, Lone Wolves, that is going to be extended um, for a total of 10 months. So almost a whole year for one season. Uh, I guess the first season was, what, two, three months? Three, Mm -hmm. three months. Um, I guess that was probably the original plan going forward. But again, they released the game a year early 
not unfinished and they were like okay now what and it's like wait we didn't have a plan they didn't have a plan they had a working they had a working cash shop which that worked beautifully out of the box oh um, yeah of course i just it's just again i mean i don't know how many times we can talk about this on the show and it's right it, here we are again talking about this and we said from the get-go i said you know way back before um this game even released that this was going to be red flag city so i have a clip here we can definitely play if i can get yeah. it all figured out look at this okay let's play this this is from um dice 2017 of learnings along the way you know when Mm -hmm. We fell down with the multiplayer launch of MCC or when we didn't put split screen in with Halo 5. I think it's incredibly painful for the community and for us. You know, I think and it erodes trust with the community as the community is part of our world building. A lot of learnings from that. Um, and I would say for any FPS going out forward, we will always have split screen in going forward. Um, but painful learnings. We've also had... Painful learnings. So, couch co-op going right. forward. Yeah, they sure they sure learned yeah. one. Um, so the interesting thing about this, so Halo Creation Twitter account. Zoom in on this. So after checking on Series X, the menu glitches to play Halo Infinite campaign split screen still works. Um, no crash or cutscenes. No issue with AIs, etc. Never thought I would have to go through this to play with my friends at home. I'll probably release a small tutorial later. So they glitched, they did a menu glitch to get couch co-op couch co working. So, my question here is probably going to be an obvious question. Why can't they finish this? It, it's already inherent in the game. Like, what, right. what part of this company is so mismanaged that they can't even do, like, just get the basics off the ground after a year after launch? And this was this was player's choice game of the year. By yeah, all means, let's do that again. Let's give let's give them another fucking game of the year for, again. What was the thing we were reading about? Like, like Halo Five was considered bad overall, and yet mm -hmm. the roadmap for Halo Five still contained a lot of content along the way that, like, right. Halo Infinite just isn't seeing like. Yeah. And there was that guy, again, there was one guy like defending Halo and being like, oh, are we really going to argue about Halo Infinite? The game was great at launch. And people were like, it was missing Slayer, Big Team Battle. It was missing right. Infections. It's still missing Infection. It was missing, uh, yeah, you have like the graphics like this. Like, it was missing so much content that got right. added in the first second. Like, look at month two of Halo Infinite added Slayer, FFA, uh, Free For All, SWAT, Fiesta. Like, month right. six added King of the Hill. Month six, and this like King of the Hill. Halo Five looks more like they're slow dripping features because they don't want to over date players. Whereas right. Halo yeah, Infinite, it's like the... right, they're missing content that they're adding back in mm -hmm. that's non functional. Uh, they still haven't fixed um, the server lag issues and like this um, melee syncing. It's a mess. Um, you, right. know, you look at four, month two, Forge added because they probably just wanted players to play the game first. Um, yeah, file browser added. Thirty new RQs yeah. with with forty eight in the first month. Eleven new weapon variants. Mm -hmm. Four new maps. Commendations added. We got what four maps this entire oh, yeah. uh, this entire year with with um, Halo Infinite. 
It's it's ridiculous at dude, this point. Dude, look at look at Halo Infinite month three cyber event temporary attrition added temporary. Yeah. So what? Even <laughs> two things got added to the game and they're both temporary. Like right. what even? And that Tenray event looped like three or four times through that it first did. season because they didn't have anything else to do. And everyone's like, yeah. we're fucking sick of doing this Tenrai event. So <laughs> it's okay. Hey, they're turning they're turning the corner and they've added uh winning getting match XP as a award for playing matches. A beta feature, by the way. It's not a it's not mm-hmm. done. But but there's a beta for you to get experience at the end of a match. It's groundbreaking, I know. Right. But but here we are. Yeah. Going as fast as they can. That's just stupid. But people defended I, it out of the gate. And there was dude, no... it's yeah. I just I wish it's people the same rant I always do on the podcast where I'm like, how were you guys at I do it with other teams and other products all the time, but three for three especially, you guys were handed like oh. a pinnacle title and franchise. <laughs> going like on their way out the door, Bungie set you guys up so good with reach. It was a fantastic game. What happened? The work was done. The assets, the the lore, it's all laid out. They didn't have yeah, to create it from scratch. Halo like <laughs> Halo 4 was like, all right, maybe you guys are finding your your footing and you're new to this and you're getting your ground and and you know, I get it. It was an attempt like, okay. And then Halo 5 <laughs> was like, what the fuck are we doing? Mhm. And then I was like, it can't get worse than Halo 5. Whatever they make next has got to be better. And then they were like, Halo Infinite. I'm like, okay, it looks better. And then it, we showed it to us, and it didn't look better. And we were like, hey, it doesn't look better. And they were like, okay, we'll make it look better. And then we didn't see it like again for like a year or whatever. And then they were like, oh, by the way, it's basically out. Right. Here comes the beta. And it was like, what's the beta? And they were like, we're just opening up the multiplayer half of the game. And that's it. And people were like, what? So it's half of a Halo game, and they're like, "Yeah, but don't worry, we'll still charge you sixty bucks for the other half a game." Right. And it was like, "Oh God, here we go." And the half that came out was a beta, and the half that came out was all kinds of problems. I mean, we had people like me and you and Dark and Claire all playing it and being like, "It's unplayable. It's garbage." There's, and especially like if you're like a competent player or a competitive player, like you couldn't even, you couldn't, you just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, insane. Yeah, I I did I never even played it. Um, I downloaded oh, it. You didn't. Yeah. I couldn't get past the main menu. I got there and I was like, I haven't played this game in six years. I can't get back into this. And I'm glad I didn't because I hear like the PC version is a, a total nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. I just, uh, it's it's so depressing because this game was, I, I hate to hate on this game, but I mean, that, that's where we are. Like it's, it's, it's trash. <laughs> this this like, one I, guy tweets, this one guy tweets, he's like, Halo Infinite Forge was delayed, but Forge is fully functional, and Forge creations are playable in the retail build. There's no infection mode, but Forge players made an infection mode. There's no co-op split screen because it's been shelved, but it's playable in the game. I'm confused about what's happening. Like, even, like they don't even know what they're doing over there. Like, they, right. like what they have features built into the game that aren't available but are there. But like, what is like, what does the management look like over there? If, if you're like. What is your scope and your plan if you like if you have features going half in and then not being enabled and then other features that aren't there but the players can recreate them in the game because enough of the components are there for it to be done which means that actually doing it on your end as the developers should be like a day right if a it's... forge person can make infection in a day then the development side should be able to do that in significantly less time if it's all it takes it right it seems like, like the threshold is just some simple like UI UX stuff 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's completely off like, the wall. The couch co-op is there. It's in the game. If you hack into it. Come on. Like it's, what's it's, happening here? It is and, an unbelievable display, that's for sure. And I'm 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 seeing these apologists now they're like I'm, we're starting to think that uh, I'm starting to think that this this team's mismanaged. It's like I've been saying that since before this fucking game dropped and it's like y'all wanted to fight me on the internet about it. But here we are. Exactly mm-hmm. what I fucking said was going to happen. Um, oh it. man, I see people. People in that guy's comments are like, "Uh, you correct? You are confused. You don't have all the information here." And the guy's like, "Well, then how come like some of these features are in the game?" And he's like, "Well, maybe they're not ready." And he's like, "Well, then how come we're getting ready? Like, right. how come things that are clearly not working correctly are implemented?" <laughs> like, what are you doing? Oh my god, the Halo roadmap. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. that's beautiful. <laughs> the, whisk, the Jack Daniels. <laughs> Even Paul Tassi. What? Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. They just straight up not doing Halo Infinite campaign co-op now after saying it was coming after a year and a half. And that's nope. on top of, like, you showed the footage of them at DICE being like, we understand this is a thing that matters to you guys and we're not going to make this mistake again. But then they immediately did it. Right. Immediately. <laughs> the very next title they put out was that game where they canceled it. Like, that's insane. Oh, this is a gem. <laughs> <laughs> Making split-screen co-op is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Ugh. I I don't get it. The more you look at the roadmap, the less sense it makes. Yeah, this is a great one too. It's like fuck roadmaps, fuck talking about DLC before the game releases, fuck drip feeding content that's done. I can think of three games: Strikers, Battle League, Halo Infinite, and Grand Turismo Seven are victims of this bullshit mentality in games. And it's sickening. Um, Destiny mm-hmm. Two. I mean, they're not they're not innocent here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're, absolutely. They're absolutely not innocent, innocent with, the, with the slow drip feed, the the lacking seasons. Um, man, yeah, I love this one. Halo Infinite's new roadmap got me super excited to reinstall Destiny Two. It's like, yeah, well, sure. I mean, the PvP in Destiny Two is still probably like one of the best out there, and I'm I'm not saying that with bias. Um, I, I will, you know, criticize them all day, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's this is a great the desync desync and Halo Infinite here. Let's zoom in on this. It's like client side, holy shot shit. after shot after shot after shot, and server side he's missed every shot, and then he dies. So they, I, yeah, this is me. <laughs> oh god, Halo Infinite is better than le- people trying to leave hundreds of developers jobless. And here, here's this thing about, oh, people are going to get fired and lose their jobs if 343 goes down. And it's like, half their employees are fucking contracted. Um, yeah. And the other half are probably people who are making the decisions to run this game in the ground in the first place. I, I... Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like, I, don't like, I don't like the whole, like... Because it, it almost feels like a human shield situation when someone's like, well, you can't criticize the developers too hard because if the developers close up shop, then the jobs get lost. And it's like, Okay, but then, so what if, what do we do if they're crunching really bad? What do we do if they're sexually assaulting people at their workplaces? Do we just do nothing because of what about the developers? Like, I saw this even with ABK when they were like, well, you know, yeah, they're harassing people in the workplace and this, that, and the other, but like, you can't just not buy their games because then they'll go under. And it was like, is that really that bad, though, if that's the work environment? Like, how bad does the work environment have to be before it'd be better for them to just not be there? Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. I mean, I I personally try not to, like, I tell people if they want to boycott a game or not boycott a game because of socioeconomic conditions or, or the way the studio is or things like that, I get it. I won't judge either way. I'll just say my piece about it and let them do whatever. Sure. But, like, it's one of those things where I I do generally like the idea of, like, supporting a studio 
by buying their products if you want that studio to stay open. But I don't think it's it's the whole like I don't think you can boycott a studio like Halo's like three four three out of business by not buying their games because one it's infinite and half free at this point unless you bought the campaign half. Um, but like these companies usually get big chunks of investments up front, like you said, like they get they get you know they go to stockholders and stakeholders, they go to investors, publishers, and they get chunks of money. They make their thing, they put it out. And like you said, half these people get laid off. Half these people are on contracts. They're on 18-month rotating contracts. We've seen that at Microsoft. We've seen that at like Bungie and stuff. Um, and then, I, like, even if these people, like, these people probably already got paid and stuff, there now there's some merit to like, if a game comes out, there's a chance that sales of that game does lead to bonuses or does lead to like Metacritic scores, which that leads to bonuses or things like that. But this whole, like, well, we don't want to see people lose their jobs because if the studio goes under, they lose their jobs. It's just stupid. Like, do we do that with everything else? Do we do that with, like, I don't know, if 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 I've got 20 people down the street selling drugs and I'm like, well, I'd love to break up their drug ring, but, like, I'd hate for those people to lose their income. And it's like, okay, and, though? But, like, what do you want me to do with these people? Like, I, I'm not in control of whether or not they lose their income or not the result of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's just one of those stupid things where it's, like, they're, they're I'm usually hoping. very... I'm very pro worker, and I'm very support of the game industry workers. But sure. like, it's a bad faith argument when they studio, say that. Shit, right, protecting a studio mm-hmm. because it employs workers is not good. New right. studios can form. You could literally go into like, you can go to three four three right now, and you can you can like fire anyone over the halfway pay point, and leave the people at the bottom there, and maybe promote up a couple of people into the higher tiers by being like, you've been here a while, you've been here a while, you've been here a while. How much you guys like Halo? You guys actually fans of Halo? You guys actually want to see this game do well? And you move those people up and lead teams from the inside, and now all of a sudden that those that studio could do much better. And if the studio doesn't do better, well then maybe you have to call it again, and that's whatever. But I don't think that like, you know, it, it's like the like, well, yeah, this tumor is cancerous, but it's part of me. And it's like, well, no, that's not how that works. Sometimes you have to cut that shit out, and and the people at the bottom are not the ones who are at risk when the studio goes under. Those people are probably going to apply for other jobs and go somewhere else or whatever. Like, and if they can't get other work, I mean, yeah, that's unfortunate and it sucks, but I don't, I, I would much rather see people from studios like 343 do that thing where they split off, like 20 people leave in mass and they form a new studio and they do like an indie game. Cause we see that happen pretty frequently and it's usually cool when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't see a need to like, you know, oh, well, if I don't shop at Walmart, well, the dude who makes $10 an hour at Walmart as a cashier is going to lose his job. And it's like, no, we can still take down bad infrastructures and bad systems, even if it's going to, like, inconvenience the people who right. work at those structures. And in that analogy, we forgot we forgot that Walmart put that $10 an hour worker's job out, or company, out, like, small pop mom and pop shop, out of business. And then he right. has to get if, a, if, the job at Walmart for $10 an hour. If 343 goes under tomorrow, because somehow, if they just go under tomorrow, mm-hmm. all the devs who worked on 343, you can't tell me no one's going to try to make a Halo game. No one's going to try to make a Halo similar game or something to fill that void. And, we see that honest, like, there's plenty of fucking games out there that are already filling that void. It's not like Halo is well, that just unique. Like, look at the industry. Remember what happened when... Okay, like, like we saw uh, Sora got announced as the last DLC for Smash Brothers, And they said... Unlike last time when we, we said we're doing our season pass of characters and then we announced the second season pass, we're not doing any more characters. Smash is complete. We won't be making any more characters. We won't be making any more stages and, and soundtracks. We'll just be doing balance patches and shit, and that's pretty much it from now on. And immediately, within, what, a year? Two years tops? Like 
fucking uh, six games <laughs> come out. Like, yeah, um, the the free one with Warner Brothers, the free one from Nickelodeon or the Nickelodeon game. Um, we saw like that people scrambled to fill like the what's the next Smash gonna be right. kind of gap, and, and we even saw games, it with Mario Kart. Yeah, and those Remember games were Chocobo announced part um, even before Sora came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely, because they knew it was coming to an end and it was it was gonna be a gap. We saw that when Mario Kart was like, oh, no plans to make a Mario Kart. Uh, what's what are they on? Eight was the last one, and they were like, oh, no plans for new Mario Kart content or a new Mario Kart game. And all of a sudden, Final Fantasy made a Chocobo Racing game. Crash got their Crash Team Racing. Uh, there was like multiple like kart racer games all of a sudden just coming out of the woodwork. And then they were like, oh yeah, by the way, a bunch of DLC for like this one X price. But like all these other ones had tried to fill what they thought was going to be a gap. I guarantee. The if three four three went down tomorrow, several people would try to fill that gap with some game that fills like Halo's position, um, or these people would go work in other jobs. I don't think they. I don't think there's like these people would like. Well, I was working at three four three as like a, a, a entry level programmer. Three four three went down, and then I like hung up my keyboard, and I just. I just went homeless and died in the street. Like, no, those <laughs> right. people are going to apply for other jobs. They're going to find work. They have they have a good reference on their thing already by saying they worked for 343 for Halo. Like, it's sure. definitely not nothing on your fucking resume. So, and, and they can just start their own studio, honestly. And I know it's not easy to go start a studio, obviously, but, like, I feel like if a bunch of these people from 343 got laid off, they literally could just be like, what if we all just stayed together and worked on games anyway? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if you were a publisher and... The bottom eighty percent of three four three studios showed up at your door, and they were like, "We only don't have a project manager and like an HR person, but we're the team who made like Halo, the last few Halo games." Right. You'd be like, "I'll throw money at you guys to make something else." Fuck it, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just I I don't like the we can't we can't remove the cancerous tumor because it's part of us argument. It doesn't fly with me. Right? Are are we watching a gaming crash in real time? A gaming crash. Are um, we, are we, are we, like, what if Microsoft wasn't there to pick up the pieces for Activision or Bethesda um, or Sony picking up, you know, I wouldn't even say, like, Bungie is crashing, but are we seeing, like, major studios crash, but the only thing that's, like, preventing this from actually being a crash is just they're just being absorbed into larger companies and the market's consolidating? You know what's interesting? I mean, it could be... There's, I'm, I almost wonder if it's not necessarily a crash, because gaming is still as popular as it's ever been. I'd argue even more so culturally now. I would say like, there's a studio crash happening, like with like top-heavy studios. I think there's like, I think it's like AAA is starting to crash I, left and right. I, I agree. We're seeing, I can absolutely we're seeing, agree with that. And, but you know what it is? It's always the same thing, because look at what happened with CD Projekt Red. They were considered a AAA studio when they put out Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Um and they only crashed when they went public and started being like more responsible for like stockholders and shareholders and at the whim of those people and at the whim of making money more than anything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, CD Projekt Red turned out cyberpunk and we saw how that went. Um, and that example, we saw that with Anthem. We saw that with uh, Mass Effect, their last couple games, Mass Effect and uh, Bioware's other title. I forget what the other one was there. Dragon Age 3, I think, Inquisition or something. Mm-hmm. They said that one skin, it, it made it by the skin of its teeth. It just happened to come out in one piece. But then, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda and, and whatnot had their problems. Um, I but, think we're starting to see that AAA is just, I think there's like a, a, 
not a rebound. What's a good word for this? There's a reverberating effect that's mm -hmm. occurring where like all these all these studios pulled in a bunch of people who were like project managers and financiers and CFOs from like like banking and shit. Traditional business or like yeah, banking or industrial office style maybe environments, stock market style environments, things like that. And they just plugged them in all these places and were like, yeah, you run team, run team, run team. And that doesn't work. And we saw all these games crash. The, the, you know, the initial wave was things like Anthem and, uh, and Bioware titles and things where like, the people up top had no idea what the fuck they were doing. They couldn't make the decisions. They couldn't figure it out. You've got people coming into the studio and being like, what are you working on? And they're like, oh, Anthem. It's like, it's like you play like Iron Man. And the guy's like, take out flying. And you're like, we can't just do that. We can't just, what? Like, that's going to be a six-month thing. And it's going to fuck up everything. We have to change everything. Combat, level design, abilities, skill trees, game feel. Everything has to change now. And they were like, yeah, do that. And then they did it for like six months, eight months. And then they go back to Canada and they show the guy. And he's like, I liked it better with the flying. And you're like, are you fucking serious? So they burned 15 months on development just at the whims of a CEO being like, I didn't like how it felt. And then being like, actually, I did like how it felt. And then like, not the understanding fuck? why it's not ready. Right, like, holy shit, could you imagine? Like, it's insane. Like, imagine, like, going to the restaurant, ordering, like, a pepperoni pizza, and it comes out, and you're like, actually, I don't like pepperoni. Can you remake the pizza? And they're like, holy shit. So they remake your pizza, and then it comes out, and you're like, hmm, it was actually better with the pepperoni. Can you make that pizza again? And it's like, holy shit, you're kidding me. Like, Right. Like, you're paying um, for all those pizzas, you know. And then... Oh, and that's the thing. It's one thing at like, like, yeah, all this development time doesn't go nowhere. It right. costs them. Like, the studio still pays for the developers, and all the people still put the year of time into it. Um, and I think there was a there was like a wave of that, and then now there's another wave of that happening, and we've seen it again. And what's interesting about it though is that one, there's like standouts, right? Like you've got people like the Final Fantasy team with, with Yoshi, where like they're not compromising, and their passion projects blown up into triple a titles so you're seeing that come out really well and you know we've seen like what we've seen in breath of the wild looks really good we've seen people talking about midnight suns midnight suns really seems like a very um carefully designed game where the people enjoy what they're doing making that game and we're seeing that from time to time with different studios even like people like bungie a lot of the bungie lower development teams seem to really be enthusiastic about what they're doing and really enjoying the work that they're doing mm -hmm. until they get fired but um but that aside um it just seems like we're seeing a split between developers who really like what they're doing and really enjoy what they're working on and the top-down management style, like, ruining it for them. Mm -hmm. And that's where it seems like there's a fall apart. It seems like the games where that happens, like like Halo Infinite or, like, some of what Destiny's doing or uh, the stuff we saw with Anthem and all these other studios like this, it's coming from the top down and it's crushing the studio and then the studio burns and crashes and falls apart and they split. And then half the time they get bought by other people or they get, they get split apart into like littler teams or whatever. Um, it's but you know what this like is? game industry does not fit this stylized corporate structure of no. quarterly earnings, um, fiscal earnings, fiscal years, fiscal models. It just doesn't fit. Well, you know what it is? Is game design and development is an art. It's not. Yes. It's not science. Like it is science and programming wise, but like it's programming more dynamic. Only gets you so less far. Program, you you don't program the heart of a game. You design it. You craft it. You create it. You nurture it. Like you take care of it. Sure. You don't. You know. And and you can see that all the time in the indie market. And that's the thing. Like indies are. You know. What's a good word for this? They're not. It's not that they're bad. 
because um, indies are great. A lot of indies are, are spectacular, but there's a lot of indies out there, and a lot of indies don't get big, you know, um, waves of like attention. You know what I mean? So like, for every time there's an Undertale or or um, a Stardew Valley, there's like 20 other games that probably came out the same week as that game that only got 100 downloads. Because indie development is one of those things where it's fickle, and you never know if sure. you're going to hit it or not. You never know if you're going to make it. Marketing is really tough if you don't have a six-figure marketing budget. You can't just take out ad space on television. You can't just take out ad space on major corporate sites or, like, back it with some crazy big powerful company or whatever. Um, but you know what's funny, though, is at the end of the day, we see the, like Downer said, corporate infrastructure and game development is all crashing down, and you're seeing all these big, big, huge AAA titles getting shit on mm-hmm. and having problems. And meanwhile, you keep getting games like Tunic, and you keep getting games like Undertale Deltarune. You keep getting games like... Uh, um, what was the other one this year? Vampire Survivors, little three dollar indie game. Right. Like, and these people really enjoy the stuff they're putting out, and you can tell, and and it, and it shows. Um, the the Mercury Steam, the people who made Metroid Dread, you can tell that game dripped with like love for the Metroid franchise. Um, and it's it's cool to see how like AAA gaming is surviving in the form of things like Final Fantasy fourteen, in the form of things like Metroid Dread, and, and the upcoming Metroid Prime games, probably from Retro Studios because they do good work. Like. We're seeing that there's a shift now where the teams and the studios that make it are the ones that are treating it like an actual art and a craft, and they're appreciating their teams, and they're appreciating people's times and quality of life, work balance, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the ones that don't, they're not adapting. They're the ones that are falling apart. And, and like you said, the only reason they're getting by now is because they're getting scooped by these bigger companies that are almost too big to, fi- the, too big to fail half the time now. We're and, seeing it with a lot with... Um... Platinum Games, I mean, they... Yeah, absolutely. They got that They're new CEO, and they were just like, well, we're just going to do, like, you know, live service games from now on, and everyone's just like, why? Like, you had a good thing mm-hmm. going here. You had a really good thing going. Um, we saw that with um, Square Enix in general was like, we're going to move into NFT markets, and it's like, but all the individual games that are doing well from Square Enix are games that don't want anything to do with it or have nothing to do with it. So, like, right. I don't even know what they're like. They like It's like they want to do a thing that's not going to work, and meanwhile, they've got, like, Triangle Strategy, Final Fantasy fourteen and sixteen. They've got they could be um, dumping money in the Bravely Default. Um, yeah, Bravely Default. Um, the world ends with the... you. They could have marketed it better. Right. Oh, dude, that absolutely. That one's a, that one's a good example. They could have done that with. And I I just feel like they thought this was going to be a money maker. And games. I think games was already on the rise for the last twenty years, like heavily. And they were following like traditional business strategies and thinking that was going to work. And as far as they could tell, it was working, right? Because gaming was blowing up. And it was blowing up despite that, not Mm -hmm. because of that. And I think now we're starting to see the, like, gaming sort of slow down. And that sort of slowdown is the the people, the first people falling out of that are these companies that are failing the hardest. You know what I mean? Um, We're seeing Ubisoft is struggling. Um, All they can do, they canceled a bunch of games. Um... They've got mm-hmm. Prince of Persia stuck in like development hell. Um, mm-hmm. All they can seem to do is produce Assassin's Creed, and then they announced this new Assassin's Creed Mirage, um, and they said it's going to go back to true to form. They're pulling out all the RPG stuff. They're pulling out the scale. So, no way, really? Yeah, it's going uh, like that was like. Oh, so it's like they're. You can almost feel like they're they're cutting back the budgeting on that game now. Given like you know some of these newer Assassin's Creed games are actually probably too big um dumping 130 140 sure. hours into but yeah, yeah. to yank out the, the rpg mechanics it's a little bit more telling than just like it being a game scale issue it's 
it seems like they just want to cheapen the product. Um, you know, and it's funny too because like uh, it's it feels like it feels like instead of like treating the problem, their response is to try and like tighten their belt. You know what I mean? And that's corporate and culture. Like, and that's always been yeah, and exactly. Like, how many times have we seen it? And like they just never learn, and they always follow. They always go down these same tracks. Like it's like a script, and it's like no matter how yeah. how much they try to change, it just stays the same. I don't know. Uh, we have EA being yeah. rumored. To being bought out, they were there was a big rumor that the Amazon was going to get paid for them, but um, that turned out to not oh, be yeah. at least not true for now. But we at least know that like companies like Apple and and Amazon they are in a bidding room, looking to buy this, this company. Um, right, absolutely. So they are probably up there in scale as Activision size wise, if not damn close. So. I I think they're without these again like other companies that are too big to fail and they can sit there and absorb them. Uh, we would be seeing a major crash, but we are as Downer said, we're seeing like a corporate infrastructure crash. So yeah, absolutely. It's just it, it's not how you it's not how you can do this stuff. You really can't. Right. Like yeah, I don't know. These people think they can. Like how many times have we seen people with management plans where they sit down and they're like, this game will take three years to develop, and you're like, no, and they're like, well, okay, well, three years, and we'll give you guys. Four months extra time to make sure that it happens, like an extra ten percent time or something. And it's like, that's not how iterative development works, dude. It's not going to work. And then you know we see these games in development hell. How many times have we seen games like what was it Doom, like Doom three D or whatever it was, where mm -hmm. it was like in hell forever, or like Duke Nukem, Duke, Duke, Duke Nukem three D. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was like in development hell forever. Like Beyond Good and Evil two right now is on like fifteen years in development or some crazy shit, isn't it? Something insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's up there. Fourteen, fifteen years. Um. Yeah. The stupid Star Citizen game that's been ten years in the hole, and they're still adding bedsheet deformation. Like, <laughs> no, these people don't. These people know what they're doing. They know how to handle maybe like a regular business. They maybe know how to how to organize something where it's like the manufacturing pipeline or like right. the retail pipeline, where it's like there's a product takes manufacturing time to make. Time. Do this, right. do that. Here's our supply chain. Here's our product. Here, like, here's where it goes. Like, and it's like that doesn't happen when you have iterative development. If if the developer of of um Halo Infinite, which this happened, remember, Halo Infinite put out their product. They were told their product looked like shit at the time. And at another like, year. Okay, we're going to work on it. Yeah, they were like, we're going to work on it for like another year or whatever. And remember, we saw the Jason Schreier article. After that happened, they brought in that guy who used to be on the Halo team before. And he came back and he was like, okay, I fine, I'll work on the game for you guys. And immediately he was like, we need way more time than you gave us. We are not going to be able to fix this shit the way that you think that you're going to be able to fix it. It doesn't happen like this. It's not just, you can't look at a corporate handbook and be like, oh, what's that? Up to 50% extra time to do a blah, 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 when you have to redo whatever, refactor. It's like, no, this isn't refactoring. This is area of design. We're going to spend the next year making this game feel fun. And if right. you don't let us do that, it's going to be a problem. You can't assembly right. line creativity because it doesn't right. work like that. You know what you get? You get Cyberpunk, where you couldn't the, the fucking cars couldn't drive around each other because they had to band-aid that at the last minute to right. make it get out the door. The, the people have to disappear when you shoot the gun and then rotate 360 degrees because they needed a solution to get those people off the fucking grid as fast as they could. Right. And it was a band-aid fix. The cops will spawn in buildings behind you because they had the band-aid fix the cop spawning system. Like you literally put them right at the fucking timeline at the at the time. And, you know, in the last two months, when, when you're like, no, it's coming out in the next two months, we don't have a choice, we can't delay it, blah, 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 deadlines to meet, 
these people just do whatever they can do, and I don't blame them in the slightest. If I was a developer for CD Projekt Red, and they were like, this game comes out next month, and we need the cars to do the right thing, and it, I was like, it's going to take three months to get the cars to do it, mm-hmm. and they were like, nope, you have a month, I would be like, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do then, I'm going to make the cars despawn. That's all I can do. Like, <laughs> and, But that's what we get. We get that product, and then that product comes out, and what happens? They turn around and say, like, QA didn't catch that. And QA is like, no, we told you guys that we needed two more years. Right. We thought your date of April that year was an April Fool's joke. That it was like, like two years early, and then you guys were like, "Haha, well, no, it wasn't a joke, but I guess we have to delay it five months." And it was like, "No, we need eighteen months, we need twenty-four months." Like, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't we're care. looking at Halo Infinite, and it's it, this was supposed to be a launch title. Launch, yeah, title. absolutely, a launch for the Xbox X, yeah, absolutely. And here we are, two years, closing on two years, if not more, after the Xbox X and S released, and it's still not done. Uh, it released last year at this time, and it's, it looks like it still needed at least another year of yeah, just ar- around-the-clock development. Yeah, um, absolutely. Full development, not like this half-assed, well, we kept some of the team. Patch chunks here and there, changes. right. Yeah, 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 no. Full iterative development, like full oven development. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I like what Downer said, by the way. He said that it looks like the AAA... Studios crash and indie ops becomes the new standard for AAA. I would love that because I've seen Fuck some yeah, of the tri- like indie studios where like a work life balance is on point. They actually enjoy their time. They spend their time doing what they want to do. They enjoy what they're doing. Um, and you know, and you know like, like, all the digital's doing, man. They're just pumping gem after gem, and it's like they're not huge right. games, but man, they're fucking fun. Yeah, and, well, they don't have to be. Like I like look at. Some of my favorite games in the last couple of years have been shit like Tunic and Vampire Survivors mm-hmm. because they've been fun and interesting and and unique. And games are supposed to be fun. You're supposed to right. sit down and have fun playing a game. Like, uh, and that's that's one thing I think that bugs me about stuff like that's one thing I think that draws the line for me between Final Fantasy and Destiny is like Final Fantasy is like a bunch of new content every patch and it's all fun to play. And Destiny, every time we get a patch is or a season, I guess, is like a grind. Like. It's, there's usually not new content, or the new content is the same shit I've been doing, but it's a grind. Right. I'm not enjoying that. Like, like going into going into 6.2 patch in Final Fantasy and doing the Carbuncle fight is awesome. It feels badass to fight Carbuncle in that fight. Um, the new mechanics in that lady who does the the wing and the and the the plant monster in your face, <laughs> yeah. cool as shit. The tree fight, cool as shit. Um, Fuck that tree guy, fight. No, 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 no. Cool as shit. Fuck that tree. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. interesting and it's dynamic and it's fun. It doesn't just feel like it does in Destiny, where it's like, run down the hallways and shoot the guys again. There's new guns to shoot them with, and you're like, okay, like, I guess. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't. And then, and you know, and I mean, Final Fantasy is a whole thing on its own because it's a complete gem. They've got their team really cares about what they're doing, and mm-hmm. I mean, all the way to the top. Yoshi is on top of that team, as far as I can tell. And if there's anyone above Yoshi at all, he does not take any shit from them. So. And and we t- I had a discussion with Dark the, the other day about that how like a lot of teams probably aren't in the position to do that, but we need to start putting teams in that position. You know what I mean? We need to start getting teams into a position where like the the people who lead those teams are people who want to see those games succeed. They're actual fans of the franchises they're working on. They're actually interested in making sure their teams are taken care of, and you know they understand that if a game takes four years to make or five years to make instead of three. That it's fine. People will wait for a good game instead of expecting the fucking blood-soaked copy of of whatever the new thing is to come out like every two years or some shit. <laughs> nah, that's stupid. You know yeah. what I'm getting at, though. Like, one hundred percent. 
I just it sucks because like the studios expect us to love these games with all of our hearts, but when you see stuff like the way the condition of like what Halo comes out, or even something as simple as like Sony mailing out a, a fucking game that they couldn't even keep from getting crushed to someone's mm-hmm. house, and it's like right. they're not showing their own love and respect for these games, no, but they absolutely. want us to. Dude, you know, and I I made you watch that whole video about uh, what was the name of that studio? It was the guys that did Bendy and the Ink Machine, and I had you sit down and watch that whole video about them. Um, I, you remember that, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and that's like a perfect example of like they. It was like it was like a group of friends and a bunch of people who started up a little studio. They grew the studio. They made some stuff. They made Bendy and the Ink Machine. Everybody loved it. They made a bunch of chapters, five chapters of Bendy. Everybody thought it was the coolest thing, mm-hmm. and then. They turned around and they ruined it. And it was like a big part of it was they went like they went out into like corporate management. They had that one guy who was running the company and trying to run it like you would run like a retail or a production right. line. And, and it seemed like he was just out to grift right off the rip, which really that's sucks. true too. But but it was just one of those things like I feel like you could take that team and when that guy turned around and was like, I have to let a bunch of people go right around and right around the holiday season, which fuck that. Um <laughs> right. But he was like, oh, I got to let all you guys go. I would have looked at the rest of the team, and I would have been like, let's just make our own team. Fuck that one guy. Let's all just make our own team. We'll make our own Bendy-style game. What is he going to do? He doesn't right. own cartoon horror games. Like, we're going to fucking make our own game then if he's going to fire 35 40% of our studio at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and that's the thing. And that's, that's the whole thing about, like, unionization. The game industry needs to be a thing because a lot of these... If you know if you were unionized and the whole team was protected, they could look at their manager and be like, "Crypto, fuck you, we're not putting crypto in." Right. And the manager couldn't just be like, "Well, then you're fired." He'd have to be like, uh, and go through the union, and the union would be like, "You can't just fire people for not doing this or that." And they're like, and you'd have the protections for people to stand up to the people that are trying to run it like a fucking financial spreadsheet business, and they could tell them like, "This isn't how it works." I'm not, you know, bang out ten shitty drawings in and out. I mean, we see that same problem in, like, I mean, that's a divergence, but we see that in, like, manga, too. Manga has a problem, and anime has a problem, where, like, they put out weekly content, weekly chapters for manga, and they fucking grind these people into the dust doing their their release schedules. Um, and it's like you said at the top of the, the top of the stream, like, it's just it's this corporate thing that you see in all the industries in America, and, and other countries, too, as well, obviously, but, like, and you see it in manufacturing and retail and all these industries where it's, like, shitty crunch culture. But, not but I, I digress. I think I I can't wait to start a studio. <laughs> I know it's not. I know it's not going to be easy. I know it's going to take time. It won't be like tomorrow or anything. But like, right. holy shit, am I excited for the day that I can actually like lead a team, give everybody their shit, make sure people are paid, and then some, like, give everybody benefits and and whatever methodology they want for like a unionization we're going to be there on day one and we're going to make that shit happen because that way they can actually represent themselves in case I go down the fucking rabbit hole because who knows anyone can right, right. no one's uh, immune to propaganda or this shit that happens so or power or money or something so like man I'm, I'll be so happy to set up a good system and if I see myself thrown out of it because I turn into an asshole I'll deserve it <laughs> but at least the system I built will be there to keep people safe from everybody sure um, I don't know the yeah i'm going out there so you feel free to move on <laughs> no that's I, fine that's fine <laughs> I, i'm hitting low orbit <laughs> oh man all right well let's talk about uh we have some upcoming games this week and we actually have uh 
a couple of good ones. One that I am certainly excited for, and I think we're going to, I think if uh, you're listening at home, you already know what I'm going to talk about. But uh, let's talk about Biomutant. That is coming to the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and X and S. Um, that, I guess, is was already on the last generation, so that's getting a port, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Pokemon-like style game online, though. Temtem is coming. Oh, yeah. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, X and S, Switch, and PC, mm-hmm. September 6th. I want to check that game out. Um, it looks good from the face, but I have read some reviews where it's a little bit too grindy. But I kind of want to check mm-hmm. it out just to see, you know, what an online Pokemon game-ish game would, would feel like. So um, I'll be there for that. Uh, the Tomorrow Children Phoenix Edition that's coming to PlayStation 5 and 4. Oh, no. September 6th. Um you okay? Yeah, just don't tell my daughter about that game because oh. it has her name in it. Okay. She'll want me to buy it. Nice. She does that with anything that has like her name in it. She's like, oh, it's mine. And I'm like, it's just a thing called Phoenix. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack Move coming to PC or after the stream. Uh, September 8th, <laughs> Steel Rising coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. September 8th, uh, NBA... 2K23, I can't believe they're still making those games. Uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That's getting the uh, the whole nine yards there. Uh, that might actually even be coming to Stadia. I'll look into that. Uh, and then the big one, baby! Splatoon 3 is coming this Friday on the Switch. So I will be there, and I will be coming too. So <laughs> I'll be ready for there it. There we go. This, this color of paint is kind of a weird color. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's look into this week in gaming history. Um, Hang on, before we do that. Oh, yes. I have to ask about your background. Uh-huh. What specifically is it? This is Lefty's Bar from Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Loud and Blizzard. It's an old old PC DOS Sierra game. Okay, because I was gonna say it looks like a Sierra game because it reminds me of Space Quest. Same company, yeah. Same company, yep. yeah. I was like, this is that's very much a Space Quest art style yeah so you this had an age check to it and it would ask you questions and like the questions are very dated now and they were even dated like before um when the game was like originally out because it was asking like questions about like nixon i think nixon's vice uh vice president or something like that you had to know that you had to like type in these answers um and i think there was Mm -hmm. a so it was an adult check but also an anti-piracy check so you had to have like a book with all these answers in it or you just had to know the stuff it was like you know trivia questions almost um right that, that was the age check again because it did have some uh, partial uh nudity in it hmm. same company same era yep absolutely that's funny yep um all right well <laughs> Let's get into this week in gaming history. Um, three years ago, River City Girls came out on the PC. Uh, we had Gears 5 release on the Xbox One three years ago. Again, that should have been a maybe an Xbox Series X and S launch title. Um, yeah. Marvel Spider-Man 4, absolute masterpiece of a game, came out four years ago. Destiny 2 came out five years ago this week on the Xbox One and PS4 um, mm-hmm. and PC. And then Super Mario Maker oh, yeah. came out seven years ago on the Wii U. What a phenomenal, fun fucking game that is. I love that game. Um, yeah, that was really cool. The original Destiny came out eight years ago this week. Xbox uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3 and 4, and not PC. Uh, Dead Island yeah. came out 11 years ago on the Xbox 360 and PS3. Battlefield 1942 came out 20 years ago on the PC. 
Um, Shenmue on the Dreamcast came out 21 years ago. And uh, I'm glad that Downer's here tonight because he's going to appreciate this one too. Um, Advance Wars on the Game Boy Advance came out 21 years ago. Uh, so okay. tw 21 years ago, Downer and I were sitting on an elevator drunk at our school, sitting on egg crates, playing Advance Wars, while people were like, what the fuck are you doing? It's punk Dude, rock shit, man. You think that's wild? I'm middle school bus playing Advance Wars. Hell yeah. While you guys were doing that. <laughs> nice. Um, Capcom versus SNK came out 22 years ago on the Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Dino Crisis came out 22 years ago on the Dreamcast. Spyro the Dragon, 24 years ago on the PS1. Uh, Rayman, 27 years ago on the PS1. I believe that was a launch title. Um, it sounds then, like it. And yeah. then, yeah, and then Mortal Kombat 2 came out 28 years ago on the Genesis and Super Nintendo. Um, yeah. So you're um, welcome for feeling, making me, uh, making you feel incredibly old. Best oh, lady in that... town, the elevator had. Remember when they announced Advance Wars for Switch? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was cool. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> and and as, a, as a fun aside for those who noticed that there were several Dreamcast titles, there was um, there was also like a racing game that came out today, but I didn't include it. But that's because it's uh, the Dreamcast's actual birthday on the 9th, which is like, what, Friday? Yep. Yeah. So Friday is the Dreamcast as a console has its North American birthday. Yep. I wish I wasn't a um, fresh out of college broke ass because um, was it Think Geek before way before they were bought out by GameStop and ran, they ran them into the ground. They found mm -hmm. a warehouse full of Dreamcasts and they just started selling oh, yeah. them on the website. And they're like, we're just going to mm -hmm. keep selling them until they're out of stock. And then um, it took a couple months, but then they finally went out of stock. I wish, I wish I bought one. Um, that's crazy. But, yeah. So yeah, hopefully we see some advanced wars news soon. Maybe at the Nintendo direct, they'll finally kind of break down. Um, I know because of the Ukraine war with Russia right now, um, they don't really want to release it or they want to at least wait for a better time to release it. And the way this is dragging along, I don't think there's going to be much of a better time and hopefully maybe they can just release it. Maybe they'll just do like a quiet release. Um, which kind of sucks because I was hoping to see you know people really go gangbusters on buying this game so we could see maybe like a, a fresh Advance Wars, like a follow up, um, yeah, absolutely, yeah, or a Switch Wars game. So that was like the, that's the weird thing too. It's like uh, up until the Advance Wars, that was uh, the the game was always named after the system. Advance Wars was the first one that came to the U.S., but it was called like mm -hmm. um, Famicom Wars back in the day or Game Boy Wars, but we never got those in the U.S. Uh, but you can right. find English ports of them now, fan like fan fan translations and stuff. So, yeah, go out and play them. They're actually pretty good. I know um, Downer got into Famicom Wars for like a hot second, and he was telling me about that for a while, and that's, it sounds like it's a good game. So definitely go check that out if you can, if you like to emulate and stuff that's out there for you. Man, I can't believe we didn't get Wii Wars. Wii Wars? That's a Wii War. That's just a, <laughs> just a Wii War. Can we? Might even call it a uh, Oh, my God. Can we? Can we get, like, can we have like the the one of the nations be like really clever and crafty, and then we get like they call it the Wily Wars, oh or is that God. a thing already? Is that a thing already? Oh no! Yeah, I'm looking Who at it right known? now. <laughs> could have known. <laughs> oh man, Famicom Wars was fantastic. He says. Um, all right. Well, I don't really have much else to talk about this week, so I guess we're gonna we're gonna hang it up here. Um, but be sure to follow me on Twitter, Game Do Retro. 
Um, and then, of course, I will be back Tuesday. Oh, we didn't talk about the schedule. So let's talk about the schedule. Tuesday, oh, yeah. uh, Tuesday tentatively, um, Phasmophobia. Claire said that she wants to play it with a VR set. So if you want to tune in and, and listen to her scream and shit her pants, uh, I'm here for it. So it should be should be definitely a good time. <laughs> Um, and then I don't know what we're going to be doing Wednesday, so keep an eye on that in the Discord. And then, of course, I am Retro Game Dude on Twitch. Um, that's why I'm here. And then also on TikTok, Retro Game Dude. But again, I don't really post much content on there. Someday. Go ahead. I may have I may have something for you on Wednesday. Okay. What's that? Um, there's that... Uh, I'll have to look up the name of it for you, but there's there's a really good Sonic fan game I was going to show you. I might have actually shown it to you already. This one looks like a Game Boy Advance um, game, but it's on the PC. No, 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 no. There's another one that... Oh, what's the name of it? I'll figure it out later off-stream, and uh, I'll send it to you and see if you want to look at it. Cool. I'm here for it. Okay, well, um, what? regardless, we will be back, of course, next Saturday um, for Jackbox. Those games are always open. Hop in the Discord. We have a voice chat set up. Um, I might make some tweaks to that and grandfather in people who are already in the Discord um, as open play. But going forward, I think it's going to be a subscriber thing uh, where you have to at least sub to the channel, use a Prime, um, and make Zuckerberg pay, or not Zuckerberg, the other asshole, Bezos, pay for it. Um, <laughs> the other asshole. Um, and then uh, that'll give you access to voice chat just to keep out trolls. Uh, unfortunately, we, the, we have had some issues recently, but um, my mods were on top of it. Thank you, uh, especially Daisuke. Um, and we got rid of it real quick. So that's what we want to see. That's why we have mods. Uh, and that's why I have the best mods, because they do a great job. So, um, And then next Sunday, of course, we will be back for another super scope podcast but i do appreciate everyone for tuning in and again if you are watching this on youtube like and subscribe it helps us out a ton um and if you don't have time to listen to it on spotify follow us anyway because that helps our metrics a ton um and if you want to listen to it on the audio version great good times but i do appreciate everyone for tuning in uh we will see you next week for another super scope podcast thank you